Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 104 of the Endless Elks podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by William and Francis. Boys, how are you doing? All good, mate. All good. good. Buzzing for Sunday. Likewise, mate, likewise. But obviously, uh, we understand the night. We're going live, 8 o'clock. Scotland game kicked off just 15-20 minutes ago. People are probably busy watching that or watching it along with us at the same time. So if you've come along still to join us, even though the game's on, thank you for getting involved. Appreciate it, as always. Um, but I so what we wanted to do today is, because it's been a, bit, a wee bit quieter this week, we've had international fixtures, friendlies at that. Uh, the competitive fixtures are obviously uh, on hold at the minute. Um it's kind of give us a wee bit less to normally talk about because normally we'd have stuff we could we could we could just run through. Uh, so we've obviously decided that the night we're going to do things a wee bit different. We're still going to talk about a couple of different things, but we're going to open it up to obviously the viewers who come in here regularly and interact with us and let them ask us questions about Celtic, just whatever they want, really. Uh, just get a wee bit more involved. Uh, and before we kick everything off, I just want to say you might notice if you look just in here. Uh, we've got an additional wee sponsor tonight, um, and that is A Violent Man, the brand new film by our good friend Ross McCall, um, who writ, wrote this film, directed the film, and has a small starring cameo in the film. Uh, also, start, also stars the, if you've ever watched any sort of British mm-hmm. sort of crime movie, Craig Fairbrass, who's an excellent actor. Plays a starring role, uh, and it's a great film. And as you can see, it's available on Netflix. And I think it's still sitting in the top ten Netflix films in the UK at the minute. No, so, right, uh, if you've not seen it yet, it is a cracking movie. Go and check it out on Netflix. It's available at the minute, right now. Um, fantastic watching. Uh, so, I guys, a couple of things then, just to get in there. Just because obviously the Scotland game has just kicked off. Um, I know. William, you've got it. you've got it alongside you as well. Got, got the live stream. Uh, I think I th- I'm sure if Scotland score, we'll see pints flying and everything. Williams in, uh, we'll hear about it. But as it stands at the minute, uh, it's still nil nil. Uh, that game's ongoing, uh, and this, we'll just quickly touch on the starting lineup because obviously this this the the Celtic squad does include, or rather the Scotland squad does include Celtic players. However, the starting lineup the night doesn't he, William. Uh, well, it's good news for us <laughs> on Sunday, especially with the likes of Calmac, who's played like literally every minute, every game. So, um, <clears throat> you know me and international football keep banging on about it. It's, for me, it's the pinnacle, and he, he'll, I'm sure he's disappointed he's no playing. But for us on Sunday, that it's 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 pretty good news, and I think for a friendly match, uh, this is a sort of time you want to look at others as well, and and. Uh, I'm not sure if Andrew's been in the air. I don't think he would have been because he's always banging on about his players he wants them to be playing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's great for us. It's, it's strange seeing a Scotland first 11 without a Celtic player in it. So I don't think mm-hmm. there's been many of them in the last forever. Uh, but, aye, all good news for Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, Franny, obviously, there's... I'm not sure, is it one or two Rangers players starting in the squad tonight? So... That that also could play into your hands, but you're obviously hoping, Francis, that at like a Calmac and that isn't they brought on the last 10, 15 minutes of a game and end up with another we end up with an injury either. 
Oh, so I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Greg Taylor and uh, Carl McGregor make an appearance in the game at some point. Hopefully, the, the later the better, because like you say, John, it's less chance of getting injured. The Cal Mac one, I'm not starting. A wee bit surprised me, although it's a friendly, like William says, he just plays every minute. So it was one of the ones that expected him to play Taylor, understood not being in way, Robertson joining back up with the team. So I expected that one, but I mean... Let's hope Austria, Austria start putting the boot in, in that and maybe the, the Rangers players that are starting maybe get a wee niggle injury. Not that I, I want, I'm advocating violence, John, but just you never know. I'll take any advantage going into Sunday. Listen, players pull up, hamstrings go. That doesn't even necessarily mean they have to be involved in another tackle. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I mean, absolutely. So as I said, these boys have got the game running next to them, so I'm, I'm sure we'll get live score updates if anything happens. Uh, during the game, um, just want to thank everybody for coming in. Peter, hail, hail, mate, welcome. Alistair, as always, then mm-hmm. Alistair Stevens in before he jumps on his other podcast, that's why he's known the night. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's here as well. Anthony, hail, hail, mate. Jed, Jed says, delighted our boys are on the bench tonight. Absolutely, Jed. Uh, I think most of us would agree that. Uh, it's it, it definitely plays in their hands as William said. I think uh, it's it's hopefully. I mean, you want to see them play, but as as, as you say, hopefully that nothing happens to them because this is the last the last game coming into the weekend. This is the last thing you want, especially somebody like Cal Cal Mac. Ah, I was just about to say ah. Cal Mac especially because he's like the one name in the team sheet you want on there every week as our captain. Like so, for him to get rested is a big plus for us because he's he's been immense this season for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. So as I said, this this episode's may open up to you guys viewing. Um, I know that the numbers aren't great. I mean, as I said, Scotland are playing. I understand that. We it was too too late for us to decide. William did suggest that we <coughs> possibly postpone, but nobody's available tomorrow. So unfortunately, it has to go ahead. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so I'll start bringing up questions because there is a couple. And Alistair, right off the bat. What's your favourite lifetime eleven? And the rule is you must have seen them play. Is it just Celtic players? Oh, I'm assuming that uh, unless Alistair is in, he, he can hang with it quick enough. I'm assuming it's just Celtic players because he's given us his list. He says Foster, Jackie, Mac, KT, Paul Elliott, Van Dyke, Aye, Paul McStay, John Collins, Lambert, Sutton, Decanio, and Larson. Well, I'm coming. I'll need about three hours and a pen and paper. <laughs> Do uh, I just so rhyme crazy. off some names off the top of your head? Uh, Alright, well, well, I go. No, no, on you go. Alright, uh, I'd probably have to go Boric and goals. Right back, McNamara. Left back, Tierney. Van Dyke, and I would have to say me, Albert. I just, I can't remember much of Paul Ellett, to be honest. But I've led to believe, like, I was obviously about, but I can't remember much of him. Midfield. I've got to try and keep it simple and go old school 4 4 can I, can I just say, like, to avoid me repeating everything, your goalkeeper and your back four, I, I would pick exactly the same. Um, I'll keep so it simple. Alistair, four, there's, four, there's mine. <laughs> uh, like, again, I was youngish way mixed there. I don't know if I properly appreciated them properly, but then. Uh, uh, oh my Jesus, man! Right, Larson up front. Larson's a given. Ah, yeah, Larson up front. But who'd you put him up with? Who'd you put him up with? It's like 
Oh, I don't know, Alistair. That's a horrendous question, man. That's a good question because, see, for me, it's not about who's the best. I try to fit them in. Your best 11. It's like your favourite 11. Aye. See, if it was like my best 11, I'd have Van Dyke in there, but I'd fucking. I wasn't a massive fan when he was worse, to be honest with you. I was one of the guys, I'll hold my hands up. I thought he thought he was better than he actually was. Oh, I I will be he was. That's literally because he was. Uh, and, then, and then he's turned it to be pretty much... Like, the player everybody is. The player uh, I, I expect him to be. Aye, this is hard. I mean, jump in anytime you want. We'll let you try and start a team. But... Right, I'll just go again off the top of my head. I'll go Forster. Uh, I'll go a back three. Jackie Mack, Mialbe, and KT. Love KT, man. He was like one of my, f- he's my one of my favourite players of all time. Celtic through and through. Putting that position um, tonight, eh? All right. It's a red Lambert. Aye, Lambert's got to be in there. I'll give that. I'll, I'll go Lambert. I'll go Lambert at McStay in the middle. I'll go Maravchik on the right. Tomo on the left. Because I absolutely love Darren Thompson. You might know me. If I was picking my, my the best players we've ever had, I don't know. I don't know if he would be. I think there would be just, there, eh? I just absolutely loved him. Uh, and then I'll just go front three. I'll just hate to go the front three, won't I? Sutton, Hartson, and Larson. It's not bad. Although I've got here. Let's go with it, Willie. I would put a wee shout out for Hooper as well because I absolutely loved him when he was with us. I was like, I, I thought he was a god when he was with us, and I wish to God he stayed longer because he could have been Slip an absolute story. legend. Samaras as well. There's man. far too many. I think I would put Nakamura at right mid. Well, that's a good shout. I was going to say Nakamura would be mine. So I, I would, I would have went a four-three-three myself: Boric, KT, Mialbe, Van Dyke, McNamara. Then I'd have <sighs> Thompson left there middle three. Lambert in the middle, Nakamura on the right, and up front, oh. Larson, Larson, Sutton, and Van Hoydonk. Yeah. Oh, big Pierre. See, I, like, I, I think we've got to chuck Cadet in there, even if it was just, I oh, no, can't, it was last season I was young as well. Ah, you keep thinking about that. I'll get back to you. Back. Get back to this. But first of all, let's. Stevens jumped in with his. Let's see what he's saying. Boric, Lustig, Van Dyke, Mialbe, KT, Naka, Brown, Petrov, Megide, uh, Larson, and Ben Belly. I've got to have Bruni in there. That's a team, by the way, as well. That's all right. But again, it just shows you it's like he's named players that you weren't even thinking at the time. Uh, and Jed's come in. Uh, Jed Bonner, McGrain, Elliot, Van Dyke, KT, Aye. Proven, McStay, Lambert, Burns, Larson, Dalgleish. Larson, Dalgleish. That's not a bad thing. Ah, Dalgleish. What a team Aye. that is. Aye. Aye, Tommy Burns, McStay. I mean, I forgot about McStay's in there. Well, at least in Aye, he's, in Aye, he's in mine. I spoke to be. Just. Um, By the way, we're winning. I know. I thought it was scored. I thought it was scored. What's the score? 1 0 Scotland. And it scored it. I'm a wee bit behind because I'm on the sky. Henry. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, it is. It's 1 0. So I found myself. Found myself. Topical. Somebody we should have kept. Somebody we should have kept. Two seconds, John. Alexa. Oh, my Alexa just randomly came on. Just playing jungle is massive. Uh, So just obviously. Uh, 
there you go. So Jack Henry, excellent defender, scoring the first goal uh, in the friendly against Austria. That brings me to something else. I just want to briefly touch on. As I said, it's a bit quieter in here tonight. The game's on, so I appreciate that. Um, firstly, it comes to players that we've got at the minute, and we could potentially lose it one. Caramel could then his contract as uh, the source of some discussion at the minute because obviously we know that's coming to an end. And it's really where his head's at and whether or not Ange sees a future for him at Celtic. Ange has come out and said that they're going to sit down with him and have these discussions and see what he wants to do and where he wants to be. But I think that Ange, at least it sounds like Ange is keen on keeping him part of the setup. Um, William, do you, do you think that Dembele has a future at Celtic? Is it somebody you would try and secure long term, at least at this point, and then see if he, if 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 he's capable of proving himself? I yeah, I definitely would. I'm not as hung up on him. I don't think like from what I've seen, I think there's a talent there, but I don't think he's necessarily the next big thing. I know he's he's still young, so the problem is if he's wanting first team football, I don't think he's going to get it at us at the moment. I think he needs to progress. And, and he needs to do better. I think we've seen, in my opinion, um, there is a route to the first team if you are good enough. And uh, many in the last few seasons, unfortunately, haven't been. And um, I think he needs a few more years yet. I would love to keep him and maybe put him out on loan, uh, like we've done with Montgomery this season, like we've done with Christie and all that in the past. Um, but he might not want that. Might be not. It might be not an option for him. He might not want that. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think, uh, looking at our squad just now, we've talked about it in the past few weeks, the past few podcasts, that um, it's, it's, it's such a big squad now. And and in his position, I, I would say he's at least fourth in the pecking order. I think there's actually, he's playing people fourth? that, I would say so, aye. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing people that that's not even their strongest position in there ahead of him. And... But I Jota, mm-hmm. um, there's a bad in there, right? Aye, aye. Yeah, you aye, know what Forrest. I mean. So, Forrest, I so he's at least fourth for me, and I don't, I don't see. I know you're, you're a massive fan, John. I'd like to hear your opinion on it as well. But, um, I just don't think the timing's great. I don't think it's it's the right time, uh, and I think he just needs to needs a bit more, maybe a bit more game time. I think a loan move would be great, but I would make it a priority to try to get him signed on because I think there is a real talent there, and I think it would be. A shame to see him go, but in saying that, at the moment, I don't think he's anywhere near the first team, in my opinion. That's fair, that's fair. It's funny you mentioned because when I was initially thinking about it, I was thinking that maybe, like, and, and Stephen's come in here and he, he's made a point. I want to know what your thoughts are on this as well. Uh, he said Dembele has to stay, potentially Forrest on the decline. He's certainly coming to the latter end of his career. I think it's fair to admit, in long term, anyway, Dembele might be an option. Uh, as a backup at the minute, and then going forward and in, in the years to come, uh, going into next season, etc., with the Baddy and Dembele vying for the the, the spot on the right uh, is a good shout. Um, for me, William, you mentioned uh, that as it stands at the minute, though, he might even be fourth in the pecking order, and you're right, we, we're moving in uh, the likes of Maeda to the left uh, and moving like Sajot out on the right, even potentially a Badders become second string, and then you've got Forrest right. as well. And so, I mean, you make a valid point, but for me, as you know, I've, I've been a fan of Dembele's. I've been wanting to see him get the opportunities and chances that he's getting, or more of those, so to speak. Um, 
But what about yourself, Francis? Where, where, where do you stand on Dembele's contract at the minute? I'm much like one of I would like to see us tie him down, but I think you would need to, need to put him out on loan because I don't see him getting much first-team opportunities. Obviously, even if Jota doesn't stay on, he's, in my eyes, he's still looking at third choice behind behind your forest and uh, Abada. So I think it's one, it's more where he, he, where he sees his career. If he thinks going out and loan, like staying on at Celtic for maybe another two or three years, going out and loan and try to get first team experience and then having a crack at it, because it's like, how long do you be the next best thing? He's been the next best thing for year right. after year after year. And uh, I will, I do appreciate he got a bad injury in pre-season and he has missed a lot of this season, but you can't always be the next best thing and never really do it. So I, you hope there's, he's got the right people in his ear to give him the right advice, but for me, I would selfishly, for a Celtic point of view, try and sign him up, but more look to send him on loan and see. Ideally, send him on loan in Scotland to like a Hibs or a, or something, somebody that you'll you'll see him in that league essentially. How yeah. old is and he now? I think he's nineteen, so he is still young. But I again, know, but it, I I totally agree, and I think he is still young, and I think he still is. But see that the like. He is meant to be the superstar we've all talked about, mm-hmm. but the likes of McGeady and Maloney's not, they were in the team at that age, right? at that age or earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just don't know if, it, if he is good enough. And we've, we talked about the options there. We've all spoke about uh, Maeda, Kyogo, Giamakis, Giacomakis, front three. There's Jota, Abada, you know what I mean? He's, 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 I think he's just so far down the pecking line. I, I, I don't see him getting... Fit. Uh, first team football anything like, we recently spoke about a front freeze and not once was he mentioned in any of them yeah see i think i mean all valid points um but for me i think one of the things we need to bear in mind as well is with and you mentioned mcgeady uh and 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 the likes uh, these guys coming through and they coming straight into the first team celtic never really had the depth that we've got at the minute in the position so i think that kind of hinders uh or it's no favourable for Dembele anyway that he's he's competing with so many guys in in these positions, and obviously he had that injury very early in the season, which has obviously hampered his chances. I think that if he didn't get that injury in pre-season, he might have been featured more throughout the season and and, and cemented a place for himself. Uh, but keeping it topical again, we're on the international side of things. He's actually been having conversations, or at least it's reported he's been having conversations with the Ivory Coast. That's right. Uh, for a full said, international cap. Um, I think it's came out that that's who he's chosen. That's who he's chosen now. That's like done deal. And I get. I want. Yeah. I want to bring this to you. Obviously, William, you you're an avid Scotland fan, as you pointed out, sitting with the top on the night. Um, should Clark? Or do you think that back some maybe some time ago, Dembele in a match like the night being a prime example, these matches the night, an opportunity to offer these boys a full cap, cement them as part of the team going forward and security services, because if it does turn out to be the player, regardless of whether he's with Celtic or no, if it does turn out to be the player that people think he might be or that he's uh, been projected to be, could that be a loss for Scotland? Uh, only time will tell. I, I, to be honest with you, I think Steve Clark probably has done that, and if not him, um, more at youth level, they've, they've, they've probably had the conversation with him. I mean, uh, Clark's 
got previous with London Dykes, etc. He's not Scotland born, but he's he, he sat him, he brought him in and convinced him. He's he, like, his whole family's Scottish. I know I don't know if you've seen mm. an interview recently and he talked about how his wife's Scottish, his son's Scottish, his, he sees himself as Scottish, his whole family's Scottish. They just emigrated to Australia when he was younger and they were, mm. before he was born, obviously. And, and, and he, he so Clark's not afraid to go and, and, and take that chance or, or uh, go down that avenue and, and, and speak to these guys. So uh, but again, I think it's below him. I think it'll be the under twenty ones or whatever. That I think they will all have the conversation. But uh, at the end of the day, it's down to the player. And I would imagine the conversations have been had. But um, yeah, he, he probably prefers to go elsewhere. By the sounds of things, it looks like Ivory Coast. I think he probably thinks that's his best chance at mm-hmm. international football, maybe, and that's why he's he's, he's going to make the the choice. Uh, they've obviously. Um, they've obviously approached them and, and put in a better offer, for lack of a better phrase, uh, <laughs> and made them feel welcome. So if that's if that's where he wants to go, then good luck to him. But um, Scotland squad's in a very good place at the moment. But I, I hear what you're saying about if he does become a proper player, and it might be Scotland's loss. But we, we don't know if the conversations have been had or not. They might have tried and failed. Yep. No, absolutely. What about you, you in the same sort of mindset, Francis? Where, where do you stand on that? I'm certainly some of them. Like, also, if you've got to look at the the way Stevie Stevie Clark plays the now, does a Dembele fit in it? It doesn't really play wingers as such. So, does he fit in Stevie Clark's system? He he could maybe pick Scotland and go well. I don't know. Like, he's looking at Scotland. We play like sort of a five three two, maybe or however we want to look at the wing backs. However we want to look at that anyway. And I don't see how he's. I don't see where he fits into that. So. So you've got to look at that and say, well, I've, I'm no chance of getting a game with that system. Do I pick Scotland for the next manager? And he might play a similar system or one that doesn't fit in. And also believe he played for England a lot at schoolboy level and coming up through the through the ranks at various age groups. I think he's played it, represented England there. So, I mean, is he, is he actually Scottish? He might, like what William was saying, although London Dykes was born in Australia, feel Scottish. Maybe he doesn't really feel Scottish. And I don't see how he gets in the England squad and all due respect to him. But it's one of the ones you've got to have to just judge him maybe three, four years' time and just say, and maybe we should have tried a wee bit harder to get him if he does pick Ivory Coast. But right now, I don't see how he fits in the Scotland, the way, way Scotland played, I don't see how he fits in that formation. Yeah. No, I, I mean that's absolutely yeah, bad. I agree with both. I agree mm-hmm. with both points that you made. For me personally, though, I think that you, if if it was up to me and I was a Scotland manager years ago, um, he would have been offered the opportunity, uh, and a game such as a night, a friendly game where you're no, you, you've you've got time to maybe experiment with your lineups and your players to offer them that full cap, but at the same time, sort of cement. His position as a Scotland international, and then but what we saying like Scotland are in a good position. They've got so many guys playing. Listen, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but like I said, in. we're talking about a guy who, as you said, is 19 years old, and if he goes away, he leaves Celtic and starts getting regular football and turns out to be elite, top tier talent. He could have, could he have been wearing a Scotland jersey? I just went to yeah. double check because I'm pretty sure he was playing for Scotland at, and he has played for Scotland at youth level. I th- under he did under play at youth level, as well so as England, had I the, believe, as well. Aye. aye, so he has had the uh, yes. the option. But for me, at a national level, personally, I just if you're not playing for your club, I don't think you should be starting for you. It wound mm. me up for years. Alan Hutton was starting for us at right back and he was playing in the National Villas Reserves. Mm. And uh, if, he, like, if he's not appearing 
for Celtic, then for me, I don't, I don't see how he can get called up. That's just my opinion. Fair, fair. Under 21s, aye. Bang him in there all day. Bring him out to every squad, but uh, no, nah, no for me. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I understand that. Uh, Martin K is back. Where's the night? Martin, well, mm-hmm. well done. Thanks for coming in, mate. Cheers. Uh, Anthony asked a question back, and uh, Anthony, I wasn't ignoring you, mate. Obviously, we were discussing other things, so I'm pulling it back up. You know, Anthony wants to know just for the for the boys. Keep me topical. What's your favourite moment as a Scotland fan, William? Oh, geez, oh. I already know mine. That's maybe Fadi um, against France, but Fadi against France. Fadi against France, but my most outstanding memory was Colin scoring that penalty against Brazil, mm-hmm. and I was at the World Cup, and I was. It's just I can remember being because I was still young, mm-hmm. and I remember going half my nut, like because we we leveled at the time. No, go ahead. Ah, uh, no, it was a leg. Was level. And Tom Boyd. So to be level with Brazil at the biggest tournament in the world against the greatest team ever, and that team was oh, that Brazil favorite. team was on it. That, that was, was another, they were uh, on another level. Uh, so that was that was probably that's probably my most memorable moment. I don't know about favorite moment. Favorite would probably be Fabi scoring that goal against France. And that's winning. Absolute belter beating France. But that France team was some team as well. Mm, that's true. Aye. Uh, I think for me, you mentioned that Brazil, the France 98, that's the earliest memories I have of Scotland as a national team at all. I mean, that, that's as, early, as far back as I can remember. That's the earliest I can really can really think of. But I, I'll just say, my, my favourite moment for me was um, just the, the, the scenes leading up to qualifying for the Euros. Um, again, because like that 98 year was the last time we even featured in a major competition. And I lost all interest for in the Scotland national team for a long time because we were absolutely dying. We just kept falling and falling at, at, at the last hurdle, and it was just it became really, really frustrating to watch. And but I that that for me the the, the penalty and aye. Ryan Christie's mm-hmm. interview as well. I was mm-hmm. howling, man. Absolutely bring a grown bring grown many tears. You can see how much it meant to him by, but the, it was just the scenes after it and Marshall's reaction when he, he kind of he saved the penalty and wasn't sure like that was. <laughs> I think so. Sorry, I don't know. Just that was my favourite moment for me. What about yourself, Francis? I see. I was thinking about that that moment, John, and obviously the penalty. Well, I touched on Don Hutchison's goal at Wembley is a big was a big one for me. Right. Obviously, when when we lost two one in Agri, but. I'm kind of got to go more recent, and for similar reasons to you, John, like Callum McGregor's goal against Croatia, although and ultimately lost that game, we went out, but a bit like you, I went off Scott, like paid attention early on in the group stages, and it was after usually three or four games when it was up and there, I lost interest again, but then obviously the last sort of two, three years I've turned into the glory hunter, and I've openly admitted that when it comes <laughs> to Scotland, I went glory hunting. And when we obviously qualified for the Euros, like I had time off my work, so I was like, no, I'm, I can legally, not that I'm promoting drinking, but mm. I could legally drink when Scotland <laughs> won in a major tournament. And I was like, I'm taking time off for this. I'm going to the pub. And just to be in the pub with mates and everything, just to celebrate a goal at the time that met had had a big bit of significance and was potentially advancing in that competition, it was just, it was a really good moment. It just, Really ignited a lot of love again for international football, especially Scotland. So I, I would have to go for McGregor's goal at, against Croatia just for <laughs> just for that couple minutes how I felt and the 
in the pub just celebrating a, a Scottish goal at a Majors tournament. <laughs> as, as a, done, as a drunken man. For Scotland and Chris <laughs> has scored for Scotland. <laughs> That's probably um, true, by the way. I know. Listen, I, I, stats these days don't. I, I, I find myself constantly surprised when people pull things out, and I'm like, mm. really? Is that really? Uh, Ryan Christie's got the same amount of goals in the league as Ryan Kent this season. So is Edward. Aye, so is Edward and they both left in August. <laughs> 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 Honestly, it, it doesn't make you laugh. William obviously popped in with a funny week. I wasn't going to read this, but if you had to choose one, would you have a shot? It's another cow's other. Oh, that's a good but, question, man. Yeah, yeah. Alistair, <laughs> Alistair's came in. Shots <laughs> from William. Because they call me Jaws. <laughs> if you go to the beach, you get the beach to yourself, pretty much, if you go <laughs> and swim. You've got so, the cow's other, though. You've got fresh milk to fire into your tea. So it is a difficult one. But I think I'd go with the sharp's fin. I would go. With the I would probably go too. with sharp's fin, but I don't want to know why. Why answer this? Why? I know I've got one. Alluded to it, but I've got one. Franny's missus sent me by the way. We, oh, we work together. Oh, we work together. We just we just group chat. This might be a bit thingy, but would you rather pee yourself an hour into your shift at work, or the other poo yourself? We're an hour left to go, and you can't clean either up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going pee. I think I'm going pee. At least that will dry eventually. It might stink, but it will dry. Aye, and it will stink a lot less. Aye, and I'd like to see yeah. people's replies to that. You're not. Really I've actually this got a proper question. This podcast is a for the worst night. I've actually got. A, I know it's always my fault. I've actually got a proper <laughs> question. Well, essentially, I'd like to hear everybody's. I'd like to hear everybody's. I think it, I actually I think it's really. Thinking about it myself the other day. Um, if your Player of the Year awards was tomorrow night, who would be winning it for this season? Because mm. <laughs> for me, yeah. Kyogo's been immense this year, but he's obviously missed half <laughs> the season. I think if he was fit, he'd probably walk it. But there's so many answer. candidates. There's Kalmak. I think Ralston's been amazing. The guys have definitely peaked it. Definitely. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, even Giacomacus, in a couple of months we could be seeing him. I mean, there's, there's, there's loads, loads and loads. I think it's a really difficult question. I think I'm going Kalmak, mate. Just consistency. And then he's grew and grew into the season, I think. Pete and Joe finally in agreement with you there, Francis. Oh, uh, so it's not as difficult as I thought. For me... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going Carter because I think he's just been absolutely solid this season. And well, he's been consistent, and it's if you if you look at it in terms of consistency, he, he's played in just about every game since he's came in, and he's been nigh on untouchable. And he, mm-hmm. as he says, he's been a huge part of solidifying Celtics as the best defense in the in the, the league. So that would be my shout. How many nominees uh, are you getting now every season for the league? Is it four? Not sure how it works. Man. I'm not sure. I'd be surprised. See if it's four or five, I'd be surprised if all all of them are selling players. players this season. Jed's come in CCV or Kyogo. Alistair, no, that's a lie, by the way. Boys. Sorry, and maybe no, all that the young boy at Ross County will be in there. He's top goal scorer. So he'll be in there, and then the rest should be CCV's mm-hmm. a great shout as well. Just going back to Anthony's question, not a Scottish fan, but Ireland won Germany now, Shane Long. One night, Shane Long. Mm-hmm. Still back, man. 
Jed also came in, and, and by the way, I want to just bring this to Jed. I don't know if you've All watched right. any. We 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 actually have older episodes, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> where we do like topical specials, so to speak. Uh, so this is perfect for one of them going forward, boys. Maybe in the seventies might be a stretch for me, anyway. Eighties, <laughs> I mean, I was eighty-four. Eighties will be the stre- a stretch as well. Man. Get Jed on. Eighties, you can do it. Jed, aye, you're welcome. You, you cover the seventies, but uh, th- there's one for the favorite best starting eleven through seventies, eighties through the the two thousands. But Jed, we have actually got. We we did have something very very similar, uh, and. It's worth checking out, guys, if you want to go back, because they, they ones on the like unlike the regular season episodes, we're talking about stuff that's happening during the course of that season. These ones you can go back and listen to because they're they're more specialized sort of topics and they're no it's not relevant to any particular moment this season. It's it's just as a whole in general. So they're worth the ones to remember last season, let's be honest. I like, think we're in, I think we're I think there is we're, we're gonna do more of these specials and this is the sort of thing we're about to do, Jed. Favourite 11s. I mean I don't think we have actually done a favorite eleven. Nah. There was a spin-off where we did where Tony did Tony hosted and me and Ross. He gave me the um post Strachan Strachan years, was it? Uh, so uh, somebody got Rogers Rogers and whatever years and somebody had the O'Neill Strachan years and we both uh, picked a team from the areas and then we, we we decided who would win in the matchup and stuff like that. So and we also did I hosted with these two and we did lost eleven. Which is, which is quite funny too. So we'll maybe go back to that now that we're live and we've got video. We'll maybe go back and uh, go, go back, back touch on some of these things. So and especially mm-hmm. now that the, the the viewers can get involved, like the night that and people have thrown in names that we we obviously forgot about off the top of our heads. So I think I think it's definitely something we're going to be doing soon. Yeah, definitely. Just going back to it, as you said there, I, I just pulled them up here. Um, so one of them we done is back in April last year. Was uh, the Nopes eleven? That was the Celtic's worst ever oh, team, based sweet. on all them players. <laughs> so we, we had a, we had, we sat and had a discussion. I mean, these episodes are worth going back and listening. As I say, we had a we had a discussion about who the absolute worst of the worst. If you were to build a, a first eleven, of the worst of the worst Celtic players in history, who would we pick? So we've done that. I'd love to do that again and get the viewers mm-hmm. into it, and then we, we all decide. Uh, it would be a, some laugh, like with the viewers, we all decide that as a and get a collective. Team. I, aye, aye. Put it out then, just get a collective team at the end. Uh, and then um, you work out how you do a poll John live, and we'll do that. Well, we can, we can uh, <laughs> I, listen, we can sort all that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, these are these are fantastic ideas, and if other people have got ideas and stuff they'd like us to do, fire them in. But the other one we done was 21st Century Boys special, uh, mm-hmm. where Anthony took up the role as host. Uh, fantastic episode that we've done again. These are audio only, but they're, they're still available on YouTube and Spotify and everything else over the past two decades, so 2000s through to now. Uh, where Ross William um, picked a preferred 11 for, uh, from 2000 to 2010 and then 2010 to present day and the reasons why they included those players and things like that. So I thought, listen, these ten, these, this was all during a season where, I mean, we had nothing much else to talk about. It was just no, nothing, nothing, nothing. Anyway, positive eye. So these were so, uh, an outlet for us to sort of have a wee bit of a laugh and 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 just sort of discuss other things and and stuff like that. So as I said, you can find them if you go on a our YouTube channel, check the playlist and go to the specials playlist. Uh, they're listed in there, or if you you can just search for them on Spotify, uh, whatever. 
sort of streaming platform that you use. Uh, but what I think using going back to the aim and touching on them again in this live format, we we viewer interaction would be would be some laugh as well. So we need to do that some night. Definitely. Uh, Chase, come in. Evening, folks. Jay, welcome. Um, Thank you. Let's see if there's any other questions because I know I've just missed a couple here. Does Joe come in? By the way, Hart's been outstanding. Also, I think that's in relation Great. to the, the, the well, your pound question for earlier. pound, arguably the the best signing. Money, money, for money, value, definitely mm. immense. Mm-hmm. Pieces come in, justified his reason for Calmac. You just need to look at the boots he's had to fill. He's proper stepped up in his game. I would fully agree with that, mate. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think there was a lot at the start of the season. I think there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of talk. I think we did it in the podcast as well about who mm-hmm. the next captain would be, and a few people were a bit. No negative, a bit wary about mm. Cal Mack filling his shoes because he is um he is totally different. quiet a quiet boy. So all the best, Martin. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, Martin. Sorry Hope about that. Yeah, thanks. Enjoy. Um aye, a big boots to fill, and he was a quiet man, and I always thought he was going to be the one that lead, leads by example. Um he's no like Bruni to go and scream at players and he he takes the game by the scruff of the neck and he shows a bit, I don't like to use Gerard as an analogy, but he, he that's what he'd done in the game. He, he would take mm-hmm. the game by the scruff of the neck and, and lead by example the way he played. Um, and I think I thought Cal Mack would be the same, but he's he's that and more. He is he is the guy that's going to screaming. I think mm-hmm. my favourite moment of this season is when he called Barris a shite bag because he wouldn't try oh, Brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I love it. Uh, Twice just to make sure he heard it. I, I was all I'm, I've always been a massive fan. Mm. Absolutely love the boy, and I thought for me he should be captain. And saying that, if the likes of Hart and all that were here, they had been here for a year or two. They could have been a um, shout. CCV, all the rest of these guys, and um, he's 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 far surpassed what I thought he would ever do as a leader this season. He's 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 been absolutely immense. I've got no words for him because he's been superb, absolutely superb. Piece of coming, I agree with that was brilliant. Uh, just before uh, Joe Finley's come in with a couple of questions, and I'll ask them in just a minute. But obviously, obligations to do our sponsors, Manscaped, uh, for the episode this evening. Uh, before I, I forget completely, um, oh, I wish you had, <laughs> was, never <laughs> was never gonna happen. Uh, so obviously, as you're all aware, uh, Previously, in this past couple of episodes, and this episode obviously is sponsored by Manscaped, uh, the best in below the men's uh, below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, <laughs> uh, and they've engineered the ultimate growing the body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfortable grooming experience. Um, the fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, is now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging. That's what the wee cups for, Anthony. <laughs> uh, a cutting cut edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and it comes with additional guard size one to four to fine tune your trim. And thanks to the advanced skin tear, skin safe, sorry, technology, my monitor just shut off. That's why it's went black. Advanced skin safe technology, uh, you can now feel confident shaving your buzz or bars, as Stephen would try and say. Uh, so I uh, join over four million men worldwide and trust Manscaped uh, with an exclusive offer, twenty percent off uh, on their website if you just typed in Celts as a discount code at checkout. Uh, you can get that. And by the way, listen, some of the stuff that the, the I mean, we're obviously full disclosure, Manscaped have sent us some stuff 
it's been used. <laughs> um, listen, we can swear by it. And the the stuff we got recently, their aftershave. I don't know if you've tried the aftershave, uh, yet, boys, but their aftershave is. I, I, I'm loving it. Like you hate to tell the Tony story about the hanging first, just to let everybody the know. There's a, wee bit that cop joke. there's a wee bit that comes with it. By the way, I've never laughed so hard in my life. There's a wee bit. Sorry, Tony, but I need to tell the viewers this. There's He's coming. You're meant to plug the charger in that you you set the the manscaped razor on, and Tony turned around and said to us in the pub, oh, <laughs> "What about that? Wee, that wee cup you get to you set your balls in so you can shave right now." <laughs> you got and, and I was sitting thinking, "Wait a minute, I never got a wee fucking ball." <laughs> like, what's this about? To then we all clicked and realised. That's where you're meant to charge. That's what you're meant to set the razor in <laughs> the charge. Station. Absolutely genius. But to be, but I just to echo what John said. I, like the stuff is superb, and uh, they've got creams and body deodorants and that that you slap on after it, and it, it's, it makes you feel fresh as. And it's not just razors. Twenty percent. They've got. Aye, and twenty percent's a massive discount. Massive. I mean, think about it. Get on it, guys. Honestly, mm. be great, yeah, great like present in that as well for. Whoever, so if, if no, get the wives and the missus, get them on it and get them and get you a discount and get it for Father's Day or something. Aye, they make perfect gifts, and like I said, Father's Day is coming up, so novelty gifts as well. I mean, the 20% off definitely makes it a lot a lot more affordable because some of the stuff they sell is a wee bit is higher end kind of stuff, but like it, it, some of the stuff is great and they, they make great gifts. Like that aftershave would be great. Father's Day is coming up. Uh, if you've got a, a loved one, a relative, or somebody you just want to have a wee joke with as a wee novelty thing, get them something like the the ball clipper or something like anything like that, man. It's it, it's it's definitely worth it. But back to things at hand. Your boss. Uh, uh, you and uh, you get a wee makeup. <laughs> uh, as I say, Joe Finley's got two quick questions here. I wanted I wanted to see uh, because I think it's been circulated. He says there's two things he wants to know why. The hell did Josh Cadet leave Celtic? And what did McCoy say to Lennon? I think the McCoy's Lennon things came to light recently. I think Tomo, Tomo tell everybody what it was. Oh, what was it he said again? I Tomo came out and said, I think it's in his autobiography, his new autobiography actually, because obviously Tomo was the assistant gaffer uh, at the time. for Lennon at the time. And I think it was, so, do you know, John? I think it was something along the lines of McCoy said, like, didn't you be harming my team or something? Because kicked him off the park or whatever. Uh-huh. And Lennon said, it's no your team, it's Walter's team. And then McCoy Aye, was... flew off his nut and then that's how it started. I think Lennon said... I, I've heard, team, I've heard like something like that. I heard it was quite petty as well and it escalated. Yeah. <laughs> there was no point in it, like getting to the stage it did. But I, uh, Joe, so that's what this William says. I believe that's... If, you heard anything different, Francis? Nah. Nah, and then we heard that story. So, <laughs> well, <there you> <laughs> another <laughs> one was why Josh Cadet left Celtic. My understanding, no money. Is, is, is well, I think it's, it's doing two things. I think he wanted an extension to his contract and he wanted mm-hmm. to be paid what he believed he was worth. Oh, I mean, uh, was... And at the time, I think Fergus McCann just wasn't having it and he told him, No, it's not happening. And he wasn't subduing his demands or whatever it was. Uh, and, a ridiculous play uh, for that season, man. Uh, he just walked, but I mean, after that year, I, you have to be fair. I don't know what the details of the contract were, obviously, or what he was demanding, mm-hmm. but he certainly warranted an extension. Um, I think if it is the case that he did walk, then he most definitely regrets it now because uh, Celtic. And I know he's he said that he said he wished he could have stayed longer, so 
Uh, that's a really interesting I, I will, question. I, I'd love to know if it was the case or if he was kind of forced to it because um, not long after that, we, we spent a hell of a lot of money. So, My understanding is that he was only on a one-year deal initially or something. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was a very short-term contract. It was like minimal at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in, he had that season, Francis, as you said. I think it was about 36 goals he scored. Oh, we didn't, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't win the league that year, but we damn near came close. That team was incredible. And it, it, I think it's one of the best Celtic teams I've seen that's no won the league. Aye. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely mental. But that he team is definitely... my first memory of Celtic because I'm still a young pup. That's my first mm-hmm. team. And I think that's the three the, amigos, especially the three. Aye. Paul McStay, the other guys that made me fall in love with the club. Well, I didn't have a choice anyway. Obviously, um, <laughs> my dad did me to games and stuff, and it wasn't a choice. But seeing that team and seeing the guys, I mean, I was in the school playground scoring goals and running about, thinking I was George Cadetti. So uh, yeah. he's one of the main reasons that um, I fell in love with the club and that team. So yeah. um, I'm pretty sure Tommy Burns would have given him what he wanted. Uh, <laughs> But you also have to consider, wasn't it long after that where we signed Larson? Now, how do we kept Cadetti? That's true. It was the season after. Was it, did, season was after it the season that, directly I, after? Was it? Nah, I think the intention yeah. was to put the two up top together. That would have been frightening. Man. But would we have even signed Larson if Cadetti was still there? When, when ah, was I think Tom Janssen would always have signed him. Like, I think Tom Janssen would always have signed him. It makes an interesting discussion because can you imagine, like you said, we could have potentially no had Larson, or mm. you could have potentially seen a Larson Cadetti duo up front. Brilliant. Brilliant. Here's Fight one for the viewers. What, what football bits? What was the brand of football bits that Decano wore? Teodora? No. Lotto? No. I thought it, I was going to say Lotto. I thought it was Italian. Let the guys, let the guys answer. Was it Was it? Was it? Was it? No, 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 no. I'm pretty confident <laughs> as, in the name. As it's Scots. an Italian brand. No, it's definitely an Italian brand. I would say with the, the name is an Italian Dapper. brand. Gucci? Nah. Nah. Gucci slippers? No. <laughs> <laughs> probably some designer custom. By the way, that, that goal against Aberdeen, that first touch in the lobby of the keeper, that was slippers he was wearing that night. That's Just going to that brand as well. Nah. Nah. What about that goal against Aberdeen, though? I don't know. Ryan's coming. Mizuno? Mizuno? Nope. Good shout, Ryan. Didn't even think of him. Well, not really, because they're not Italian, are they? Lotto, um, are they not? I can tell you. Just because the name doesn't sound... I mean, Mizuno sounds Italian. Uh, Yeah, that's but. Who who are you, you say? (laughs) They're not Japanese. Why, just because we had a player with that surname? No, No, I'm pretty sure it's because of failure. Golf clubs when they get made, I don't know. I think Kappa's Italian, but Kappa's a Greek word. So. Right. It sounds like your group chat. I know. I'm going to start arguing. <laughs> Anybody else coming through now? Brown, Brown Warriors came in. Brown, cheers for joining us, mate. He did come in. Hold on. He did come in. Sorry, I'm late. He was out walking the dogs and got brown in a conversation with one of the many invisibles dotted around the door, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 Good to see you, my man. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll check about the boots issue uh, in just a second. A couple of things I just want to bring up. Anthony, obviously, we talked about the the manscape thing and Anthony's thing. We uh, we've got Dodger. Um, <laughs> it's having my pubic here with manscape Dodger. It's honestly, it, 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 it's, listen. You feel alive way, again? No, 
Mm-hmm. Not necessarily gone. And they're saying you have to go full, like, bald. But keep, just keep him at trim, man. You should, though. Adds a couple inches. But they don't just do that. It's not just It's not just for shaving your balls. Like, they've it's got, not, fucking, aye, they've got, they've got aftershaves. Nose, they've got, aye, nose and ear yep. trimmers and all sorts, aye, man. All sorts. Just for sort of general grooming. They don't, they're like... But I mean, it's what, whatever you're into. If it's not what you're into, then buy somebody else. <laughs> 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 uh, Jez came in today. Felt it with Fergus McCann over money. I, I think it, just going back to that. I think it was money. McCann broke mm-hmm. his promise. Dodgers saying, um, Joe's came in today. It was outstanding, world class. Uh, the place clicked on. He was. It, 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 it just. I think it speaks for itself. When he's only been, he was only here for a season, and. He's still a massive part of the club, ah. and he's at smokers, and he's he's like always at big Celtic events and all the rest of it. The impact he had in that season was more than most had in, in many seasons. He was, I agree with uh, Joey. I, I thought he was world world class, and like, what a finisher, man! Absolutely. Memorials came in here. Fergus McCann had the opportunity to hand control the Celtic when he left to make a tidy profit. He chose to cash in and make a killing profit, selling up to Desmond. Yes, he saved Celtic, but. Bro, my understanding was that Fergus McCann came in, he bought Celtic, he, he ploughed so much, so many millions into Celtic, redoing the stadium, clearing debts and stuff like that, getting us back into a healthy position. When he left, I think he only took out the club what he put in. That's my understanding. I'm sure it was reported as well that that was the case. I might be wrong. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not 100%. But I'm sure they only. Let's say he came in and he invested 20 million. He, he left with 20 million. Like he, he put, he took back what he put in. Uh, and I don't know. Yeah, and you just got a comment I, on that? I tend to look at the... Uh, I, I don't know about the ins and outs. I think if he walked with um, with a profit on money, then he came in, then he more than deserved it because he saved our club and, and we wouldn't be where we are today without him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've seen across the city, um, the decision could have went the other way and... Uh, <laughs> 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 That'll By the way, I... Manscaped, Manscaped will come out with like curling tongs or something next because uh-huh. of Brown Warrior. Oh, I'm not Brown putting near that. I'm not putting near it, man. Oh. So Manscaped, the representatives were at some point be watching this. So Brown Warrior, there, there's a, if that idea's taking up, Brown aye. Warrior wants some sort of royalty. I reckon if that was in the uh, <laughs> Dragon's Den, Big Banatine would be like, I'm in 50%. <laughs> uh, going back to your question about Ticanio's boots, Anthony's come in. Nope. Oh, that's a great shout, Tay. Nope. Has nobody I mean, got an Alexa I mean, at home? For God's sake. <laughs> 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 Ken Franny has. <laughs> I could just always remember them, man. Always remember I remember, I remember back in high school, I had a, Sergio, a white Sergio Tashini jacket. And I, I, I also... Sergio Tashini was a cool man's capper, man. Right. Listen, I, I thought I was a shit when I had it, right? But see, I used to have a wee dirt bike as well. And I remember going out, I was wearing it one day. Uh, and I went out to the garage, my dad was there fixing cars, and m- my bike was there, and I took my bike out, and I thought, I'll have a look at my bike, and I got oil, oil on my fucking jacket, and it never ever came out, man, I was absolutely gutted. You get yourself a bottle on the back, your back, your back, your back, your back, your back, your back, me too, Dodger, I need it. All the hair's left my head and it's grown fucking everywhere else. <laughs> Dodger's saying, remember the three goals at Kelly, Andy Tom, Tom. Cadet and Decanio? Andy, Andy Tom, Tom, by the way. What happened? Andy Tom, he was a player. I got a picture signed to him when I was real. Still got it. I absolutely treasure it. 
Brown, nine million and forty million. Again, Brown, you might be right, mate. As I said, I've only heard that it only took out what he put in. Um, Jed's the club was in a sure. far better. Vegas left with nine million properly. The club was in a far better position, like night and day better position that was mm. when he walked out than he did when he walked in. No, I don't, mate. I've got another reason for that. I don't. I don't want to shave my head or my face with the same thing I shave my boss with. Uh, even though the day you clean and stuff, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can use it in your napper. Probably, aye. Probably. Felix never did any did say they weren't going to do left with 51% small shareholders at DD only was 30. There's Kevin. Kevin, welcome in, mate. Um, Jed, I shout Pantafola boots. Pantafola okay, right? Dora. I have never heard of them. It was like a did wee they, circle did, in triangles. Did they so become. Deodora, no. Potentially, well, I'm not sure. Ask Alexa. It was like a wee, it was a wee <laughs> circle way. <laughs> they like triangles and that. Oh. I've never even heard of them. But good what shout, Jed. What a player Jed. as well, though, eh? Absolute Aye, maniac, but what a player. Aye. Jed knows his stuff, eh? Aye, he does. Correct. You get him on the quiz. I might get him on the quiz. He came out, he worked Google. He worked Google. He did, Francis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Francis is making claims that you're cheating. Brown Morris come in. Sergio Tashini made the majority of Scouse shells. It's aye. <laughs> <laughs> After Tom's goal at Ibrox was a was an uh, absolute was Tom, a, Tom. Okay. By the way, Andy Tom. I, I don't think Andy Tom didn't score a screamer. I think just everybody that left his mm. fit seemed to be an absolute rocket. Like That's what I remember. In the cup game. Uh, can't remember him scoring a bad goal. Like you, know, you remember people talk about uh, Alan Thompson's. That he had some shot on him, like he would hit a ball uh, and it would just be an absolute. Oh, good as Andy Aaron, Tom, man. Andy no. Tom was different gravy as well. Like. Absolute, aye. I reckon he, he's, he's one that people forget about. I think mm-hmm. he was a he was a good player, man. And so it, he got a fair bit of cash back then as well, wasn't it? About three million. No idea. Couldn't so it? Who did they sign him? Back, like Stuttgart, I think. Was it Stuttgart? I knew. I knew he came from Germany. I think that's Jed. Aye, uh, Jed will tell us anyway. <laughs> Does Jed or Alistair actually? Alistair seems to. Uh, uh, Alistair. Alistair knows his stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Who who did we say? There's a question for you boys. Who did we sign Andy Tomfey? Um, that was my guess. Jed's coming out. <laughs> but are, are, are you are you right though? Are you confident? I don't know. I'll get in. You're right. Alistair Cadet did blow up Radio Scotland in his debut via Aberdeen. Uh, mm. Can you remember that we go second touch or something. First control, think they're generally. I've said this on previous. Uh, there's Dodger come in. Andy Tom played for East and West Germany. Fucking traitor. Oh, they're a By the <laughs> way, they're a quiz question for you. As by the way, I should write that question one too. Eh? Uh-huh. You know, got one, William. You usually yeah. good uh, at yeah, this. I've got loads, but it's, we've not got much time left. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I'll maybe leave it to the next one. Here's one. Uh, what's a, what topical? What's an old Farham memory or oh, Glasgow Derby memory? <laughs> Joe, my either uses Manscaped. His growth matches. His work rate endless. <laughs> Although he's annoyed me recently because he's he's got he's leaves the goatee but shaves the tash. Uh, me up, man. Although it's less resistance, it. so probably probably better for his pressing game. <laughs> there you go. Jed's come in and says Hertha Berlin. I'll well trust Jed. Are <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we taking Franny's side or Jed's side here? I oh, believe Jed. 
I, I believe Jed. I said it Price myself. And <laughs> I bring Warrior in with the same. Mm. Ryan's come in though. Oh, uh, oh. Somebody Google it, man. Somebody go uh, Somebody Google it. Where's Stephen? Stephen's good at googling things. Oh, he starts. Starts. He's mate, a stats. Bad man. <laughs> Joe, I, I, I agree. I think a lot of the. I think a lot of the reason that Tom was maybe he's no remembered as much is because there was long parts of games where he could go missing. But he always he, see when he popped up, there was a goal at the end of it, and it was usually for about thirty yards out. Is Tom what you would call a cult hero? I would oh, say he is. Oh, Ryan McWilliams is right. Well done, Ryan, mate. I'm pretty noise, sure no, he... noise, no, oh. noise, no. Sorry, that was it's the way Google's got it's got BFC Dynamo. And no, he is right. By the way, we sold him to Herfer. Right, there well you go, James. Tell you what, Ryan did well in our quiz and all. Well done, Ryan, mate. Aye, well done, right. So we signed Andrew Storm for Bayern Leverkusen and Jed. We sell him to Herfer. Mm -hmm. There's Alistair's came in as well. Dodger breaking. Close, mate. Close. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's breaking. breaking. He definitely breaking. Jim was trying to say it in a German accent there, I think. What's that? Breaking. 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 <laughs> no breaking. I was a, I was, I was, a, was a Dundee or Aberdonian. I'm breaking. Oh, I wouldn't have a Dodge, did you, if it was Aberdonian? Um, 1.2 million uh, for Tom, Alistair saying. Uh, there's one other thing I might say. All right, Alistair, right? So, what we're saying, for? I thought it was well, maybe not. But or we sign him or sell him. Um, I wanted, just seen as we're on the, the sort of subject to German players and, and German clubs, nice segue into this next point I want to make. Recently, reports are coming out that Celtic are linked to uh, Bayern Youth, a German under-20 international by the name of Christopher Scott, who it was reported by Sky journalist Florian Klettenberg uh, that he has been, not just been watched by, but in talks with Celtic representatives along with Brentford. Um, Brentford, as we know, have been highly applauded in recent seasons for their sort of scouting, their analytics and, and being able to find players. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we are also following a player, does that mean, are we do, do you, does that put us in a position, are we doing the same? Or is it just per chance that we're looking at the same player? What, what's your... Just come to yourself first, William. What's your thoughts on this? Is this somebody? Are you aware of who this Christopher Scott is? Do you think this is a sign in that is it something that excites you for the future? What's what's the situation? I have no idea about him as probably most. Uh, but you don't sign for Bayern unless you're a decent player, and I think he's got he's got two or three first team appearances this season as well. If I'm no wrong, I know he's playing he plays in the youth mostly, but I think he's got a couple of appearances this year for the mm. first team. From what uh, I'm reading here, read, right. he's no played for the first team yet, but he has a decent return in terms of goals and assists for the Bayern too. Right, okay. Uh, and we signed, I, I'm, they signed I'm him for Leverkusen sure, as well. I'm pretty sure his, it's a, his contract ends at the end of the season as well. So if I'm no mistaken, mind you, I was wrong two minutes ago, so I could probably be wrong there again. I thought he had two or three games. According to this, anyway, I'm just going off what I'm reading here, boys. According to this, it is up at the end of the season, but Bayern do have a year's unoptional year extension. And it's reported if they activate that, which is, it's up to them, know the player. If they activate this, then he's valued, or they're talking about a value about 600,000. Which is nothing. Oh, in and this day, could be, uh, you could be another. This, is, this, is, this is the sort of thing we did with um, Musa Dembele. We got him for peanuts with mm. that ruling. 
couple of hundred grand, 250 grand or something. He's came in and we've sold him for absolute mega millions. So it's hard to comment when you know what Scooby do about the player, but the, the fact that we're looking at big prospects from elite clubs, I mean, Bayern Munich are up there with the best clubs in the world. Um, it's exciting to hear. Uh, and the recruitment this season has been absolutely second to none. Yep. Uh, the, the two windows have been two of the best windows in recent memory. So to think that um, this could be another uh, wonderful talent coming through the gates at Celtic is is, is magic. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be one that slots right in or he's one for the future, but I would imagine he's coming straight in because uh, if it's one for the future, then I don't understand why he would, wouldn't he stay at, at Bayern I if that's agree. the case. And especially yep. if he's got the numbers that he's got for them. So, and am I wrong? Is, is he a number 10? I think so. I attack him anyway. We've not got enough of them, so I bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> Five number 10s, man. It's exciting to hear that it's the, the elite I, Brentford, do. I, we, we've had a, mm. I think, uh, John, we've, okay, we've, we've, had a, we've had a pod on that. So, I'll let John mm. explain to you. We've had. Aye. So, um... We had well the, the money the, we done a, a moneyball episode about obviously Celtic's sort of financial situation. Um but I think what Brown's alluding to there about the moneyball approach is analytics and mm-hmm. is it if MD seen the film? I think it's about baseball. It's got Brad Pitt aye, with this guy. I is it is a good film. Um where this boy comes in and he completely revolutionizes how players are scouted, uh, and they use everything they completely deep dive analytics top to bottom everything age how 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 many minutes they're playing how much of the part they're covering how many passes have made completed percentages everything taking everything into account and coming out with a scoring system essentially uh to rate a player uh brentford have obviously this is a club they're they're sort of taking strides in football one of the i think they're being praised for it um, for the for the way that they're, they're sort of bringing that in, and with something we talked about as well. Um, if you go back, we had David Webbon um, prior to us, uh, obviously bringing Ange, and I think the speculation was still that we were bringing in. Um, how? Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I've even forgot his fucking name, Eddie Howe. Howe. <laughs> that's how much I've forgot of it. So prior to us, when when we were still, in, I think it was preliminarily agreed that Eddie Howe was coming in. So. Eddie Howe's right-hand man uh, at Bournemouth was a man called David Webb. He was part of the scouting system. Uh, he, uh, who, who, what was it? I forget. He was telling us some cracking stories about how he, he found the... Uh, Wilf Zaha. Wilf Zaha. Like Sunday League, and he brought him up. Aye. Playing, playing Sunday League fat boy. He just aye. heard about this boy, went to see him, watched him, and then immediately was pushed for him to come in. And then look where he is now. But I, we spoke to him, and he he's somebody who's very analytic heavy in terms of his sort of scouting methods and stuff like that. And it was a very interesting conversation. Again, another episode we've got previously is worth going back and listening. Even though the discussion was about him working under how and stuff like that, which obviously didn't come to fruition at the time it was relevant, but he's still got a lot of interesting stories. And it's definitely worth a listen. Um, Scotland are up 2 nothing. I was expecting somebody to shout that out. I've done that. <laughs> I, I, thought, yeah, I thought you were just done again. So a, it was a decent goal to that was random goal. though I, I, I've not got the game on so I could, that could have been <laughs> <laughs> by the way see what John's saying there about that David Webb it's, 
Uh, uh, if you've got a spare half hour or whatever it was, uh, I would go back to it. Like, it is brilliant insight to like the whole director of football thing because at the uh, time it was a massive thing for us. Uh, we, we, thought that we were right in the mid- midst to how coming in and the whole scouting system and all that sort of things. Everybody's left and we didn't have nothing yeah. from top to bottom pretty much. And there was loads of discussion about how we're uh, how much it a director of football would have an effect at Celtic and and I, I genuinely thought it was I, I, like the, his insight to it is brilliant it's so good it to hear about how he's like he's just the go between between the manager and the, and the board and and all that sort of stuff it's, it's such a good lesson and he's really really spot on David Webb he was a great guest it's a great great lesson so I, I would implore you to go and catch that up if you can don't know where he is at the minute, but I think it might be worth just reaching out to David Webb again and getting them back on just to talk about stuff like that Definitely, because yeah, it, his insight and his knowledge, especially into the when we, when you're talking about the scouting and the analytical side of things, I think he could offer a certain a, a really really good discussion. Does we no bring a guy no. in for Benfica for all that career? Don't know. I think it's just Dan. Dan said he sells he's like the woman in the, going to the shop and he kens what he wants. That's what I want. <laughs> and I walk out again. And I think he's done a decent job so far. Aye. And whatever he's done, stick I, I would just uh, he Andrew's your director of football and manager of catering lady. He's everything. Just give him all the jobs. Aye, whatever he's done, stick to it. I'll keep. I'll go with. Brown has come in with a question here. Lisbon aside, what is your top three oh. Celtic goals? <laughs> Got a few answers here, so I'll run through some of these answers where you have a wee think. Well, you know, you a wee lifeline here. Jed's come in. That's a massive question. Mm-hmm. Henrik against Bo Vista, Jan Veniger's winner versus the Dead Club, and Rogic's to seal the invincible. Oh, Rogic's water. This is another question, to you, that it's like it's, it's was that Rogic's one? Was that the, the Aberdeen one? The, uh, the last minute, sort of aye. See, it's like. So is this like your favourite goals, or is it the, your, the what you thought was the best goals? It's a difficult question, man. There's uh, that many. Kevin's come in. YouTube hand trick montage. A challenge anyone to beat Chris Sutton's bullet header v Ajax Amsterdam volley against UV in the Champions League last minute chip. Wow, that's a good three goals by there. one player. I was at that UV game, and it was, I've and I've been to hundreds of derbies and all the rest. Of it that see the atmosphere that, that night. Was, Unbelievable, and Sutton's volley was—you can't catch a strike sweet on that. Uh, Henrik's chip in the six-two games has got to be up there. I'm surprised. Oh, that—that's—that's that's mm. number one on my list. That to me, that's the greatest goal I've ever seen in a Celtic jersey. I don't know. I thought he's. I thought he's. Again, see the, Lambert, see the Lambert's goal against against oh, the two right, game. Oh, uh, nice. uh, that was that one that was turning. I hit the stanchion. Uh, Left close by the way, that's and how important was that goal? That turned, uh, that's what won us the league, by the way. That, that game, that game won us the league that year. By the way, oh. there's Lambert, <laughs> but Joe came in, Mac McAvenny, 1988 Scottish Cup ah, final, McStay left foot volley at Ibrox and Lambert Aye, versus the Walking Dead. The howitzer, Joe, just as we were hey, saying, there, Colin, like, <laughs> Collins is free kick against him. Like, I don't know, I can't remember why, but. Celtic fans weren't allowed at Ibrox and Colin scored an absolute peach of free kick and it just silenced Ibrox, man. Oh, what a goal that was. It's funny how you remember it's all the goals against them, eh? Aye. My favourite goal, goal against them is not even the 6-2 game. It's the, see the cross and, and Larson's hit that like swivel volley into the top corner. Oh, aye, aye, aye. By the way, I just want to go back to this. Again, we have an episode, we've discussed aye. this at length. 
what the, what the favourite goal was. I'm sure, I can't remember what episode it was, so go back and listen to them on until you find it. But uh, <laughs> I think it's our first extra- extravaganza before uh, the derby game. But mm. I, we, we, it's something we talk about. Brown Warriors come in, Maloney versus Hamilton, they one game. Uh, third goal at Love Street in 86, and Nakamura's free kick against Man United. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. By the way, I mean, oh, I it's all of us, but he did score some both legs, uh, both games against them. Nakamura's go against Rangers against as well. I know. I don't know. Yeah, oh, Brown's correct himself, sorry, Dunfermline, no Hamilton. You could actually just say a full Nakamura. See, kick against Kamarnik. Was it Kamarnik doing the league? Aye. I don't like know. See him it's, it's two goals. He scored two goals against two free kicks against Man United that campaign day. It's good at Old Trafford, too. Nakamura was unreal. Um, you imagine right. with the set pieces we've had this year, if we had a dead ball specialist like Nakamura in the team. My attack for the football was right, but used to be right behind the goal. So you just seen that. You knew Nakamura's goal was another way. Sorry, mate. That that, that oh. header oh. is the best header. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was a really good header. Absolutely. Much like Ronaldo, he's not the biggest, but he's, he was so he's, good in the air, man. The boy had everything. I could sit mm-hmm. and talk about we could actually do a special just on Larson, by the way. Another shout because he was just mm-hmm. the fact well, that you got to see him really. play for our club uh, is prime. an absolute I and his prime uh, is just an absolute joy. So lucky, man. So lucky. I know. Genuine world class player, man. But Kevin's highlighted again that knack of free kick versus Man U and Lambert versus mm-hmm. them in the new year game. Uh Alistair mm-hmm. Jacks came in, Watt versus mm-hmm. Barcelona. It wasn't the greatest of goals. But given its importance, uh, and when it came, it was an absolute peach. Lambert versus the Dakes, it was like uh, the, the 125th the anniversary in that as well. Was it? Uh, the, 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 the stars just aligned that night, man. And six percent possession. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Uh, uh-huh. Do you know? Because I think at that point it was we went, we were up to nothing, right? Ah, uh, that was to make it to nothing. To, to make it to nothing, and you, but. You seen the way Barcelona pressed us in the final minutes, Aye. and then they scored mm. that goal, and I was thinking, "This is right. just going to, Arsenal's going to fall out." This. I've got to give Lennon his props for that. By I the was way, just about to... you've got the likes of Rodgers and and even Andrews came afterwards, and they've got a stellar play. Got to give Lennon his props. He knew how to set up the team against bigger it's teams t- or more elite teams, uh. and, and he knew. Uh, Strachan was we, the exact same, by the way. Strachan was the exact same. That see, see Strachan's team, by the way. I'd go as far as saying it's the it's like ability wise up there with the, with the worst teams we've had in the last twenty uh, years. But the success he had, and and including Europe, was mm-hmm. some of the best we've had. So you've yep. got to give big props to Strachan as well. Uh, like I learned him that Barcelona game. He just tactics were bang on. It just it defended the width for the eighteen yard box. But I'm listen, happy for Barcelona to cross the because we the way we played against Barcelona in that game is what teams are doing to us now. Totally, totally. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against teams that are far superior in quality. Sometimes the best that's the true. But we, I mean, and you're bang on. And we've said on this. Mm-hmm. I, I remember sitting on this after the Livingston game. We withdrew and uh, mm-hmm. and Giacomakis missed a penalty it's in the last penalty. minute. And and there was never once I said like oh we were terrible today we were excellent that day but Liverpool yeah. were super and they were super compact and defending great and they they just uh-huh. they just turned up and played well you've got to take your hat after that sometimes definitely but I think one of the things that that was frustrating uh, and this is just going back to this game that Livingston game was frustrating was the repeating the repetitiveness 
a what we were doing and the fact that we weren't sort of switching things up because we've touched on it before we've alluded to Celtic take, creating more chances outside the box taking shots at goal on site just like try to test them a wee bit draw them out and letting them know they can't give you space but we were doing the same thing constantly and it wasn't working and we didn't hear a player or we, well we did at the time but we, we weren't having success Livingston they're a big team they're a physical team they defend really really well they're compact and they're a far different team now I think but for them I hear what you're saying, John, and I, and I do agree to an extent, but Andrew's not going to change. He's, mm-hmm. I think he said that, and I think it's a matter of when it's not going right, he changes personnel, and that's it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to change his style, but that's, I agree. I, 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 that's why I like Turnbull on the side because. He will take a pot. He takes a pot shot for going. I liked Christian on the side as well. I know everybody. Thinks, you, you, you said that last week on the podcast but, as well. No, I agree. I totally agree, and that's why I like Turnbull on the side because. He does. He, he does take a chance and take a pot shot. Hatati's been great at it recently Hattati, as well. Yep. He's, he likes to take a shot as well. So, uh, I something I would definitely like to see more of, especially when we're not. Mine's coming with another piece. Henrik's header versus Dundee United in the Scottish Cup semi in two thousand and one. Always seems forgot about. Still struggle to work out how he puts the ball in for that angle. What a player, mm. man! What a mm. player! He, he was just different class, man. And yeah. anybody that ever comes out and says that he's not the greatest player to ever play in this league is ridiculous. You can't yeah. back that up. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was done. He was he was too old, and he was done after he left us. Then he went mm-hmm. and won a Champions League, and then went to Man United for mm-hmm. four months. Aye. And Man United, Barca. And, I know. and Man United wanted to keep him. Barca wanted to keep him. How much would Larson be worth if he played now? Hundred million, easy. Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah that. If paying fucking ninety million for Harry Maguire, then he's worth Aye. three, three Aye. trillion. Declan Rice is a player. Declan Rice is a player I, I really like, but if he's getting valued at one hundred and fifty, then obviously, if he was still in his prime, Jed, well, if he was still playing right now, he probably wouldn't be worth much. Three hundred. Three hundred. I don't know, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably still got it. To be fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. broke my foot when Naka scored that free kick versus Kelly. Dived out of the wheelchair. Mate, I tell you what, I wasn't far off. Was I was like, I was like, you striking running the nine, running about like nuts. Hundred percent pizza. Agreed, pizza, mate. You can yeah, make a podcast for one day. Larson's <laughs> <laughs> diving header for Sweden. Top that. Goal. Oh, that was a belter as well. Diving header. Do you remember? One of the I, I very I never watched any Sweden international games, but the one game I do I did watch was I, when they played England, and me always scored. The header oh, fair oh. was a corner, and they won, they won one nothing. Absolutely beautiful goal. But go and watch the goal by Baradin Atijic for the Celtic development squad on YouTube. Outstanding finish. Need to check that out. Something I'm going to do by the way a bit more. Go and see the B team live. Get a boys day out and go and see that. Go and watch the team or something like that, and then. Yeah, a few babies afterwards. Just on the, the development thing, I think you see they've announced the clubs for the that Adidas development or the, the Adidas, what I can't mean the name it, the league in America. Uh, friendlies or something. Aye, it's it's but it's for the it's for the sort of the, the, the development side of things. Right. Um, I think it's all the major league soccer clubs in America and then uh select teams for you, I think Roma, Celtic, a uh, couple of Sevilla. Spanish teams and that, that are in it. so that's something worth keeping an eye on as well because again these are guys that are potentially coming through the ranks um, 
and not just that. I mean, they're, they're potentially showing showcasing players that you might even look to pick up for the future. That's true, mate. Mm-hmm. We're needing that, we need because we've not had many coming through to be honest with you. And as, I don't think it's a matter of so much not being given a chance. I just think they're not good enough. We've had uh, and obviously we were quite thin at the start of the season, and, and there was boys giving chances, Montgomery's and uh, young Moffat and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it looks like Moffat's the best that we've got coming through, and, and even he's n- like nowhere near our first team, first 11. Uh, so, I what, what needs to be uh, made in that area of the, of the club, definitely. Uh, even if it is this sort of, I don't know if it's a money ball or whatever, I know Dortmund and that, we've, everybody spoke about it, they've got this thing in place where you're bringing in these young players, you're getting this talent and bringing them in for elsewhere. We're, I don't think we're we're doing that, are we, at all? It's, I mean, it's young Scottish boys we've got. There's, mm. there's, you'd never hear of us getting a young German talent in or a young... I'm well, this is a, I mean, that's why it's exciting to be linked with that boy, that like that Christopher Scott. And then you've seen us bring in, like, the likes of uh, Urugidi uh, was one, and you were looking at him. And there's talk about him, because he's at that Ustende, it would be an option to buy. They're, they're looking to pick that up and probably sell him on for profit, need it. Um, and... Uh, I thought he looked decent to you when he played. I'd be ashamed. Aye, and it's a kind of that's what you want in a centre half for me. You want somebody with a bit of presence. Um, you look right at somebody back in that European game too. See the game we put the, we put a second that's side it. We won. Was that Who was it? Betis. Betis, uh, Betis, and he Betis. was immense. Here's a question: Did Paddy McCoy score a Brazil '90s style dribble? It was he did. I think it was against Saint Mirren. Was it? Was it? There was one in Vermes as well in the green, the light green strip we had. That's right. What a player he was, by the way. See if he didn't drink eight pints a day and smoke forty fags, he would have been different class man. But moreover, we'll properly lead the line number nine. It's making a massive difference. Referring to obviously Jacko Marcus. Agreed. He's, he's, he's turning into a player, mate. We think he's starting to show his worth. I mean, Joe we Finley, that um, oh, sorry, mate. No, no, go ahead. We're, we said at the start of the season when he first came in, um, going on YouTube clips as usual, but uh, he scored that many goals there. And it was, at, for me, I, I, I said at the start of the season, even when he was out injured, and even when he first started coming in, he's, he, he'll score. M- Hundreds and hundreds of goals in this team. The amount of chances we create, we need a six-yard box player or somebody that's in there. I'd like to see. If, imagine Gary Hooper in this team. He would Oof. score absolute. He would score about forty goals a season. Somebody mm. in there, just a penalty box striker, and we've got we've got that in Giacomakis, and I think he's just an outstanding option to have because Kyogo's not that player. He's not the man that will sit. He's one that plays on mm. the shoulder. Um. So to have Giacomakis there as well. What a squad! And again, he, some somebody where a bit of presence as Brown says, somebody he's he's somebody who, who he's got that size, the strength to sort of muscle his way in and about the box as well at the the sort of front and back posts, and and around that fucking the, the six yard box. It's I I fully agree. But Joe Finley's got a question here. Uh, obviously, he mentioned McCourt scoring that the dizzy uh, runs. Um, what is Celtic's biggest career disappointment? And obviously, That's he's highlighted McCourt. Tony Watt for me. That's a good shot. Tony, 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 Tony Watt showed so much promise, and then he just mm-hmm. let the heat drop and let it all go, man. It, like for me, I, I mm-hmm. think he's definitely up there. Um, Harold Bratback was a massive. <laughs> me. Uh, as much as I love him, and obviously he scored that goal. Uh, mm-hmm. 
he was when he came in, he was like, "This is the real deal. He's going to be. He's going to. He's going to do what Cadet did and just absolutely well, he, hit the ground running." He came in and scored. And he, was he? And he never, aye. But was he? He was finishing top goal scorer at Rosenberg aye. year in year out. Man, yep. scoring the Champions League and that. Aye, aye done it when it done it when he left. <laughs> aye. aye, he came here. He, like you say, he scored some important goals. Absolutely, but when he left, I'm going one, team, recent. I'm going Barkas. Oh, that's a big one. Aye. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was waiting on it. Pretty much, pretty much anybody that signed last year. Adieti, Duffy. Duffy. Oh, Duffy. I'm going to throw <laughs> another one. Out. For the guy. Timu Puki. Aye. Mm. There's plenty what, what, he went, what he went on today, aye, at Norwich. Then he wasn't, didn't he have a good goal scoring record before he came to us, to be fair? I think he was still, at, he, sc- he scored quite a few goals, I think. Mm. He came with a reputation so, anyway. He was a he was a finisher. So was, was it finished at a national? Ah, they were going first from Bogerson, the actual goal scorer, and got picky. Ah, he chose to go to. Was it a, was it a Dutch team? Ah, was a Dutch team. I think I. Was a Dutch team. Joe's came in. So who won uh, in the football? But Cadetti, Jerry Craney, Paul Elliott. He's, I mean, he's just, he's just answering questions he's not asked. Nah, you know. <laughs> What's this in really say, Joe? That surely is. That surely isn't your biggest appointment. Disappointment. Surely Maybe a disappointment that they left. Did somebody ask a question know. that I've missed? I don't know. Must have done. I apologise if I've missed it. Brown's in the Burns always bring up Loundrop as the best player in Scotland. He wasn't even the best player in the Loundrop household. <laughs> <laughs> he was a listen. I've got the. I was a player. Brian Loundrop was a player. Listen, as much as we hate them, they've had some cracking players. Aye, oh. illegally. Aye, but they still they still played here. Oh. I don't know if that's Sorry. in relation to the comment I've just made, or is that is it? Have they just equalised? Have they? Aye. But I, I mean, we've actually had some absolutely cracking players playing this league in recent mm. years, uh, in time go past. Even if some of them are here through illegal EBTs and all the rest, of it it's like. They've played here and it's it's made the they have SPFL made, it's, it's a, a different it's a different game now. The money was we mm-hmm. had the money back then and we could attract. We I mean uh-huh. we talked about it in a recent po- uh, pod and it was. I mean we got Lambert and he just won a Champions League. That's never mm-hmm. ever going to happen again and and uh, in this day and age and this lifetime. Uh, players we got back then. No, no. When, we when, got when, then. You, when you were bringing in the likes of uh, Hearts and a uh, Sutton. Aye. Nice. And, and, and Rangers team was unbelievable, by the way, back then. They're never signing players that are anywhere near that nowadays. Nah. Nowhere no. near it. Nine close to it, man. Nine close to it. But, like, I, I remember when, like, they were bringing in the likes of Gascoigne and that, and Loudrop and fucking Alberts, who were all internationals, all absolutely close. Like, mm-hmm. you were like, how? Even then, why was nobody questioning it then? Oh, that's for another day, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alistair, Alistair's came in with a shout though. Thomas Gravison. Uh, hmm. I, I thought he, he did alright when he was here, man. Uh-huh. Is that meant to be for disappointment? Because I thought he did alright. Uh-huh. I think so because he followed it up with Borichter. Ah, he was horrendous. Uh-huh. He, he, again, he, uh, he was another player that I think he had a lot. Of, he, he was projected to be a, a future star. He something came through the Ajax setup mm-hmm. or something. I believe. Mm-hmm. I think we spent a lot of money um, on him as well. Three or four million. I think we spent. Mm-hmm. Aye, but he was made of chocolate. He just. Constantly injured, he never got a chance. 
Uh, Kevin's come in. Roy Keane could have done so much more. Boss won Derby again. He was at the latter mm. end of his career, though. Ah, I, I mean, he was my hero, by the way, growing up. See, watching that it was the same team. team. He was my Aye. hero. So when he signed, I was absolutely over the moon. But I was, he was, his legs are gone by then. That's why when they talk about Aaron Ramsey being like the biggest marquee signing in Scottish history, it's like, hold on. Rangers Aye, brought in Gascoigne across and, and, and all that back in the day. Celtic have had Janino, Keane, mm. Robbie Keane, Roy Keane. Mm-hmm. Like, get a grip here. Joe Hart, get a grip. Now, even Joe Hart's won more mm. than Aaron exactly. Ramsey. The Janino one's massive. Like, a guy's won the World Cup. So Joe's come out and he's elaborated. I was contributing to his own question. Cadet is a major disappointing Celtic career troops. Well, well, he was only had one year and it was a fantastic year, Joe. I think it's a bit unfair. Dis- I think the disappointment was that he's that he left. That he left. left. So soon, I. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we alluded to earlier, what is it, 36, 37, and I think he's, goals, I think, he's alluded, goals I, I think maybe that we asterisk is in relation to Larson was in his prime, but never, never, his head was never turned. He wanted to stay in Cadet. Mm-hmm. Was the polar opposite? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Brown O'Neill spent close to thirty million adding a squad that already had Larson Petrov. Yeah. That's true. That's why. But like I, I said, think, th- 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 even thirty million in this day and age, like back then, it was quite a lot. But like even... see, that's why I always think. And, and by the way, I don't want anyone to think this is because O'Neill's my hero, and that team is probably the best team of my generation. But he had a hell of a lot of money, and I. Very talented, and I was adding to have pretty talented squad as it was. That's why I think the likes of Strachan and stuff, they've their achievements are much more warranted because they didn't have, the I, well. and, they, and they didn't have the resources that, that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Cross was the highest paid player in the UK at the mm-hmm. time he signed for Oco. And again, as I said, that's that's a subject for another day. Uh, so we're already at an hour and 25 minutes. It's been an absolutely fantastic discussion, despite the fact that Scotland uh, are now equal, that's 2-2, uh, which is unfortunate. But again, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It's because um, of the Celtic players playing. Uh-huh. Is it a substitution okay made, no? Ah, but no, I'm okay, man. Ideal. Works in our favour, as I say. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie uh, Clark's showing his colours. <laughs> That's so right. I just want to start wrapping things up. Um, obviously, thanks to everybody who, again, has come in and joined us and spent the, the past hour and so uh, with us. Excuse me, sorry. Always appreciated. You know how much we appreciate it. We, we comment on it. We're going to continue to thank you all for taking your time out your night to, to, to join us and have a chat with us. Uh, we want to make these, like I said, I've said this before, and it will happen at some point in the future. I'm not sure when. But we want to make we want to dedicate an episode to like sort of interacting with you guys and, and, and sort of answering questions and having a wee bit more open discussion with viewers. So we, we we've discussed the, the the possibility of moving to a three day week, uh, so three episodes a week, um, and dedicating one of those days to to like a midweek episode or Wednesday or something uh, if you guys fancy it. So let us know what you think. Um, if, if if you'd be up for that, coming in and having a chat with us, uh, William Francis, obviously. We know you've both got the Scotland game on. Um, if, th- if things were different, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be on. You'd be watching the game. <laughs> but obviously, I appreciate you boys obviously taking time at your night to join us as well. It's appreciated as always. I think the discussion has been a fantastic night. Uh, and again, uh, any well, if you enjoyed it, William Francis, anything you want to add? Nah, not really. Just go and, <laughs> just go and watch a violent man and buy something off Manscaped. Correct. Uh, 
Absolutely. Um, so I will we'll leave it at that, as William says. Uh, a Violent Man on Netflix right now. I think it's in the top 10 movies in the UK at the minute. It's a film that was written and directed by Ross McCall, who uh, we had a guest on the show, obviously a big uh, actor, uh, but also, most importantly, diehard Celtic man. Um, knows his stuff. Yeah, hopefully he, he, he'll be coming back on and joining us again soon. Um, we're, we're having those discussions at the minute. Uh, over, and we've had his blessing to obviously uh, have his new movie sponsor this episode. And again, Manscaped, as always, 20% off if you want to. If, 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 if we conceded again, what's happening, no, Francis? No, Coming no, to you, Francis. No, a good chance, yeah. Give your best kiss, Kamara. Uh, what was that? I don't know, Jeff. What was that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Brown, thanks as always, mate. We appreciate it. As I said, every time we come on and uh, as we're wrapping things up, you guys have got nothing but kind words to say about it. And we've seen on Twitter as well, people, other Celtic pages are asking uh, podcasts to check out and our name's getting mentioned. So uh, it, it honestly means the world to us. And, and like I said, we love doing this. We love talking about Celtic. We just love talking to other Celtic fans. And, and, and just, aye, it's been an amazing journey. So hopefully uh, it continues. Uh, we'll definitely check out the Atag- uh, the Atag- uh, how do you even pronounce Atagic Atayik uh, link out. Quite uh, not great, but it's about. Sorry. <laughs> we'll check it out. And we'll we'll, uh, we'll go there and pronounce his name. The boil. <laughs> uh, that's aye. right. Uh, <laughs> and Alistair, as always, mate. Thanks for coming in. So, aye, guys, uh, we're back on Friday, Friday night, eight o'clock. Uh, obviously, that's the last episode before the big derby game. Um, so there'll be a lot of the focus and a lot of the, the discussion is going to be I've went dark again uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. on uh, the upcoming derby uh, on the Sunday uh, and then we'll catch up these again on the Tuesday following that uh, to celebrate so let's get in, there you go mate let's put this league to bed on Sunday absolutely exactly. um, yes, but fantastic uh, and again we'll catch you all on Friday take it easy hail hail Hello, troops.